Good morning and welcome to the Sunday School lesson for today. Sunday School and Gospel Music, May the 14th through May the 21st at House Seed Production Gospel, located at 231 6th Avenue in Beatrice, Alabama. Enjoy! Good morning and uh, welcome to the Sunday School lesson for today. We want to thank you for being here with us today as we open up the Sunday School lesson on this Sunday morning, uh, May the 14th, 2023. Uh, on behalf of all of us here at uh, House C Production Gospel, we want to thank you for being here with us as we bring you the Sunday School lesson from um, Antioch um, 91, number one Baptist church there in Tunnel Spring where Reverend Oliver is our pastor. And uh, we have um, Sunday School on uh, every Sunday here on the internet. We also uh, have church services today, which is the second Sunday at 9 a.m. when we bought, broadcast uh, from the uh, parking lot. And we thank you for being here with us as we go into the Sunday School lesson today. Let us go to the throne. Our Father and Savior Jesus Christ, the maker and creator of all things, thank you for this opportunity to teach that word. And thank you for the opportunity to speak to those that are in my spirit or control through the media. Thank you, Jesus, for Antioch and all of the churches that will be open today and ministers to be bringing the word. We also are reminding of uh, today's special day for many ladies in the world, Mother's Day. Thank you, Jesus, for the mothers that are toiling and crying and praying for their children and loving and taking care of their families. Thank you for my mother who's going on home. Thank you for my wife, Mary, the mother of our children and the mother in this family. Thank you, Jesus, for all of the families that have mothers living and mothers that have passed and mothers that are in their, on their minds this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Be with us and guide us as we go into the lesson today for May the 14th, 2023. On behalf of uh, all of us at Antioch, Reverend Oliver, all the churches that are open, we thank you for again for this opportunity. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, unit three. Um, this is unit three. Um, the birth of the church. Uh, healing a man who cannot walk. Uh, healing a man who cannot walk. Devotional reading uh, that comes out of Luke, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 9. The background scripture comes out of Acts. Three, uh, the print passage comes out of Acts three, verses uh, one through eleven. The key verse: uh, He leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping, and praising God. Acts three and eight. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple, court walking, jumping, and praising God. Acts three and eight. Ah. Oh. This is uh, Unit 3, The Birth of the Church. This is Unit 3, The Birth of the Church. Um, this is uh, um, a, a very uh, um, powerful lesson at the beginning of uh, uh, this would be the um, third lesson in this unit. Unit 3. The birth of the church. Let's read that to you. It has five lessons from the early chapter of the book of Acts. Lesson nine highlights Jesus' instruction that disciples wait for 
the empowerment of the Holy Spirit before beginning their ministry. Um, that was um, um, Lesson 10 recounts the celebration of the Pentecost when the Holy Spirit dramatic interest, interest empowers the disciples to speak in tongues, foreign languages. In Lesson 11, Peter and John demonstrates the power of the Holy Spirit when they uh, heal a lame man. Lesson 12 spots like the Holy Spirit who transports Phillips to the chariot of the Ethiopian Enoch while Philip explains the scripture. The quarter concludes with lesson 13 where Ananias was directed by the Lord himself to minister to his enemies, the newly converted Saul. Powerful lessons in this quarter. And this is the um, third lesson healing the man who cannot walk out of Acts, the third chapter, verses 1 through 3. We hope you have been following along and you have your Bibles with you today as we go to the Word. Healing a man who cannot walk. What is the aim of this lesson? We want to thank all of them that are joining us by Facebook. God is awfully good this morning. We thank you for being here with us. The lesson aim, as a result of experiencing this lesson, you should be able to do these things. You should be able to do these things. Okay, uh, what are the things that um, you should able be able to do? Explore the blind man's need behind his requests. Uh, value the gifts of healing for the body and the soul that Peter and John had to offer. Offer responses to people's greater needs. That's the aim of this lesson. Some key terms for today. Alms, A-L-M-S, uh, means mercy, pity, alms, giving, clarity, to beg. That's in the New uh, International Version. Lame, halt, maimed, deprived of the foot, leaping, limping, and crippled. You know people that have been are lame. Um, look, to see, perceive, discern. Prayer, a prayer to God, a place for prayer. Raise up. To waken, arouse, cause to rise, to arise from the deep sleep of death. Arose from the deep sleep of death. Jesus arose. To receive, to lay hold of, to accept, to get. All right. Now, the Bible text for this lesson, we want to take the opportunity to give you the Bible text for this Special lesson here. The four significant events occurred in the first chapter of Acts. Uh, Christ. I'm knocking over stuff in the studio. All right. Four significant events occurred in the first chapter of Acts. Christ transfers the responsibility of preaching and teaching to his chosen apostles. The promise of the Holy Spirit, his ascension, and the selection of um, Matthias as the 12th apostle replaces Judas Iscariot, Jesus' betrayer. In the second chapter, the Holy Spirit arrives inaugurating a new phase in God's redemptive plan. The Holy Spirit unifies the waiting believers, the waiting believers into one spiritual body. And the church is born. And the church is born. 
the Holy Spirit unifies the waiting believers into one spiritual body and the church is born. Take note of that. Okay? And the church is born. The church instead of Israel became the means through which God planned to redeem humanity began in Genesis 3, 15. In Genesis 3, 15. Let's look at that right quick. Genesis 3, 15. And see what does it say. Um, it is important that we understand clearly God's word and what he is saying. As we turn to Genesis 3 and 15. Genesis 3 and 15. And I will put my enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and shall bruise the head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. We all know who he is talking about. We all know Satan, the deceiver, had uh, separated us from God. And we had lost our way. And we have been fighting ever since through the Holy Spirit to get back. And Jesus Christ, God's Son, sacrificed on the cross, is our way back. It's our way back. And there, when Jesus left, there was still work for you and I to do as the ministers and teachers and preachers and Christians and, and in the faith community to tell the world about God. Go you into an all, remember that command, go you into all the world and, and tell them about Jesus, about God. God's plan to redeem humanity that was lost in Genesis when Satan did his thing with Adam and Eve would continue. Following the spirit arrival, the first event was Peter's sermon established preaching as the God-ordained method of evangelizing the lost and edifying the saved. Preaching is a very, very important way of getting to sinners. God has ordained it and, and so it be. Peter's sermon established preaching as the God-ordained method of evangelizing the lost and edifying the saved. Luke continued to reveal the early church's external impact in Jerusalem in Acts 3 and the beginning of the conflict with the Jewish religious leaders because of their witnesses for Christ. The spark that ignited this conflict, you can see that in Acts 4 and 5, was the miraculous healing of a man with a disability. You can see that in Acts 3 and 11. We will read that later. Read that verse later. And Peter preaching the first following this event. You can see that in Acts 3, 12 through 26. Powerful lessons indeed for this uh, uh, lesson for us today. We're going to turn our Bible to Acts and uh, go to that chapter, Acts 3. Uh, as we flip the pages here, Acts 3. Acts 3, the first apostle miracle, the lame man healed. All right. And this starts in Acts the third chapter, verses 1 through 8. All right. The introduction. The first Christian fellowship would be the ultimate example if anyone search for the church at its best. 3,000 were added to the church in one day following Peter's spirit, 
empowered sermon on the day of Pentecost. 3,000. Luke immediately reveals the characteristics of this demonic fellowship, qualifying it as a prototype to be modeled by the faith community. By the faith community. See Acts 2, verses 24 through verses 42 through 47. Powerful scriptures there. See Acts 2, uh, verses 42, 42 through um, 47. Let's read those real quick. 42 through 47. And they continued steadfastly in the apostle doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayer. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. They sold what they had and gave it to those that needed it. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did they eat their food with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. That's after that sermon. What an awesome time. Extension 3000 saved and baptized. The first church, the very first church. Let us continue. All right. In his exposition of these verses, John MacArthur says that this remarkable assembly manifested spiritual duties and spiritual attitude that results in a spiritual impact. He described it as saved scriptural, Christ-centered praying, awe-inspiring, miraculous sharing, joyful, attractive, and growth in the church. All right. Um, two of this church's internal characteristics empowered its external impact were to concern for others' needs and miraculous working gifts of the apostle. Before the ascension, Christ knew that the apostle needed an infallible proof, infallible proof that he overcame death and was alive if they were to continue his works with unwavering confidence. Therefore, Christ validated the resurrection with several post-resurrection appearances to them. Likewise, he empowered the apostles with a gift of demonstrating wonders and signs. You see that in Acts 2 and 43. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. As Acts 243. To bless the church, to validate the authenticity, authenticity of their ministry, just as his miracles verified his claim to be God's son. In Acts 3, Luke describes the first example of gifts of healing motivated by the desire to meet the physical, spiritual needs of someone outside this assembly of believers. It was a miracle. It was a miracle that met a need and provided the apostles the opportunity to continue preaching the message of salvation. That miracle was making a lame man walk. All right. 
Let us begin. The power of his name, Acts 3, and verses 1 through 8. Acts 3, verses 1 through 8. All right. Acts 3, verses 1 through 8. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. All right? To ask alms. To ask alms. Giving, charity, to beg. That's what he was doing at the gate of the temple. All right? All right, that the lame man who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. Okay, he's asking them for something, money, whatever. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, Look on us. He told the lame man to look on him, look at him. And he gave heed unto him, expecting to receive something of them. In other words, he gazed at him and he was expecting to him to uh, give him something physically, like money, or, 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 I don't know what, but, but it was something he wanted physically. He wasn't thinking spiritually, I don't believe, at this moment. And he gave heed unto them and expected to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, Nazareth, rise up and walk. He had healing power through the Holy Spirit, and that is what he gave to the lame man who was asking for money, silver and gold. Peter said he had none of that. All right? Then Peter said, Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet, ankles, and bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. What an awesome miracle there that they had the power to give through the Holy Spirit. All right. This event is an example of Apostle Christ giving authority to perform signs and wonders in the context of one of their continuing visit to the temple. See Acts 2, 43 and 46. This visitation was not unusual occurrence because Jesus' followers were still attached to the temple and observed established hours of prayer. Consequently, several years would pass involving ongoing religious conflict before the concept of a unified church of Jews and Gentiles emerged. As was their custom, Peter and John visited the temple at 3 p.m., the time of the evening sacrifice, prayers, that's in verse 1. They encountered a man lame from, both, from birth, Position at the beautiful gate to beg for alms and for those entering the temple. You can see that in verse 2. Almsgiving was embedded in the Jewish faith. Hence, hence, his and other beggars present at the temple gate were neither out of the order nor without monetary assistance. Due to his inability to walk, this unnamed beggar 
was transported daily to this particular gate. Some commentators identify the beautiful gate as the eastern gate made of Corinthian bronze separating the court of the Gentiles from the court of the women. Seeing Peter and John, the beggars asked them for alms. The apostle responded by requesting the beggar to fix his attention on them, which he did in anticipation of receiving a donation. You can see that in verse 4. The initial words he heard from them may have dashed his hope, but what follows was beyond his expectation. In verse 6, he was offered something far better than money, healing. Peter commanded him to walk in the name of Jesus Christ. As you see that in verse 6. In the name of Jesus, he here means by the authority of Jesus. If symbolized his continued power now bestowed on and working through the apostles. Through the apostles. Even though it is impossible for others who did not have the power, but it was possible for the apostles. All right. This miracle was instantaneous and complete. You can see that in verse 7. Peter accompanied his command to walk by extending his hand and lifting up the beggar. Immediately his feet and ankles were strengthened. He stood up, began to walk, and entered the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. You can see that in verse 8. It was divinely orchestrated. Miracle reinforced the reality of the Holy Spirit presence the empowerment of Jesus' followers, and the results of ministering in his name. When anything is done in the name, it is engaging in ministry consistent with his will. That's what he says. He's engaging in ministry consistent with in the name of Jesus. His will, authority, and delegated power. Peter and John were used to continue Christ's mission of ministering in the needs of those on the margins of society and offering them the opportunity to accept him by faith. By meeting this beggar's physical condition, the door was now open to meet more significant needs for salvation. The faith community, the faith community must remain alert to this pattern of ministry. Often it is the compassionate addressing of physical needs that draws and prepares the hearts of those needing spiritual transformation. All right. What do you think? When have you received a blessing from God that exceeded your expectation? You know of that. You can talk about that and you have it firmly fixed in your mind, perhaps. Uh, you can expand on it and you can tell others about that as well. You can tell others about that as well. All right, let's go to uh, Acts, the third chapter, uh, 9 through 11. Acts, the third chapter, 9 through 11. We want to thank those for uh, joining us this morning, Lois Lofton um, um, and others. We thank you for being here with us this morning as we continue in the Sunday School lesson. God is awfully good. He is awfully, awfully good indeed. All right. Opportunity knocks. As we return to the scripture, we want to thank the ones that are listening. Acts, the third chapter, verses 9 through 11. All right. And the people saw him walking and praising God. The people saw the lame man 
It has no name. It's just a lame man walking the beggar, leaping and praising God. People observed him doing that. And they knew that it was it was he that which sat by the arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. In other words, they knew that somebody had brought him and sit him there, and he's always there when they, they walk into the temple and begging folks for money and whatever they can give him. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Filled with amazement and wonder. See what happens when God does a miracle? The other people that are observing and watching the miracle are filled with amazement, amazement and wondering. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon, greatly wondering. All right. Why do you wonder? The question is, why are they wondering? Huh? A miracle has happened. It got their attention. See how God works through miracles. All right. The unnamed beggar and his previous condition are well known. Daily, someone assisted him in positioning himself to beg for alms. All the people saw and heard him leaping and praising God. That's in 9 and 10 verses. It was undeniable that a miracle had occurred. His outburst caused shock and amazement among those gathered in the temple. Shock and amazement. Shock and amazement at what God can do. Can you imagine that in your church? Shock and amazement. Jesus is a miracle worker. Jesus works through you and I through the Holy Spirit. Why should you be shocked and amazed at what God can do through you and I? The messengers who God said, go you into all the world preaching the gospel. Huh? The beggar was the living testimony, yet their astonishment does not indicate expressions of faith in the one in whose name this miracle occurred. Look at that. Take a moment and look at that. Hmm. It does not indicate an expression of faith in Jesus Christ, the one whose name the miracle occurred. Think about that. How often do some respond exuberantly to the word without committing to obeying its demands? How many of you shout and holler, amen in the church, but don't obey the word? Are you guilty of that? Are you guilty of that? I can say that I am guilty of that. How about you? Listening to the word and not doing what the word say? That's how you slip and fall down, by not doing what the word said. Taking heed to the word. You just listen to the preacher and listen to the hoop and get the excitement, but not do what the word say. During various times, seasons, and locations in the history of the church, God has used miracles to point people to the church and substantiate the ministry of the gospel. This beggar healing accomplished both those purposes. While he healed the man clung to Peter and John, the crowd ran in amazement to Solomon's portico, the porch surrounding the court of the Gentiles. You can see that in verse 11. Again, God orchestrated the opportunity for Peter to preach Christ as he had on the day of Pentecost. And on that day, you remember, over 3,000 were slaves and saved, okay, on the day of Pentecost. The man clinging to this 
apostles duo was the living proof of Jesus' power to heal physically and spiritually. Heal physically and spiritually. His praising God indicates that a spiritual change occurred in his life as well. A spiritual change that results in his praising and shouting and praising God. That is the evidence of the spiritual change. The physical change was his rising and walking and leaping and walking. His bones gaining strength for him to walk and leap and, and call on Jesus through his, his spiritual blessing. God still used the collective spiritual gifts of believers to meet the needs of saints and sinners to arrest their attention through spiritual directed and Christ-centered ministry. There is no greater miracle. There is no greater miracle than the miracle of salvation. The opportunity to witness are endless and the urgency is immediate right now. Okay, what do you think? What what observable problems and needs exist in your community? How can you congregation that some of them through the power of the Holy Spirit? One of the most powerful and pressing needs throughout this world and well as in our community is the folks that run to the gun and kill folks with the gun. How can Jesus Christ through his miracles stop that? That is Satan's number one game now of murder, the gun and the love of the gun. We believe the gun can do all things. We just love it. The gun is the answer to everything. Every event that you go to, you have to be weary and looking out and and wanting, uh, checking people to make sure uh, uh, that uh, there isn't a gun present. God is awfully good. We're still in the time when we need Jesus. Thank you for all of you that are listening this morning. A closing thought. A closing thought. The healing of the beggar illustrates several spiritual principles. One is what happens when believers minister to others by depending on the power and authority of Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The authority of Jesus who sits at the right hand of the Father, waiting to hear you simply say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. A prayer in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray this prayer. Remember how the apostles and the disciples asked Jesus how to pray? And that is how he told them how to pray. You can pray anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the people that love guns and bear guns and be the guns as the answers to all it. There could be miracles happening all across America. Pray that that miracle do happen, the transformation. We pray this morning 
that that transformation take place in the lives of Americans and their love of the gun and believe the gun is the answer to all of their problems. Got a problem, go to gun. Got a problem with whoever, get the gun. Got a problem with your neighbor, get the gun. It's not the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. God the Father, the Holy Spirit, entering our lives and changing us is the answer. Our closing thought. His mission of meeting the physical and spiritual needs of all humanity, especially those considered outcasts from society. Finally, the faith community must ensure the ministry is attractive, magnetic enough to get and keep the attention of the lost. Get this now. Attractive, magnetic. To get the attention of unbelievers. To get the attention and keep the attention of the lost on what it has to offer through the empowerment, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Multiple opportunities for salvation. Let's take a minute to take a look about what about your life? This week, evaluate your level of concern regarding meeting the physical and spiritual needs of others. Evaluate that. You can do that. This is graduation week all over this county and all over this nation in many places. The last mid part of May, young folks will be graduating. I have grands, cousins, and folks graduating from high school. Some folks are graduating from colleges in the past and different and in the future, things like that. Do you see meeting physical needs or in, in, enabling or empowering someone? How can you discern the difference? What will you commit to maintaining an awareness of people's needs, then trusting God to empower you to meet one or more of them? Access people's need and entrust God that you may be able to meet the power of those needs. You may be able to meet someone's need. How about that? You may be able to meet someone's need. Thank you for tuning in. Your world. There are many beggars who are spiritually disabled in our world. The challenge to the faith community is to intentionally Attract their attention. Intentionally attract their attention. Do something to, to attract their attention. Fix their gaze on them. Keep depending on the Holy Spirit power and proclaiming the message of salvation of the authority in Jesus' name. Repeat what 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 um, uh, Peter and John did when they're going into the temple. And Peter th- told the man, "Fasten his eyes upon." And he told him what he didn't have, but he did tell him what he had. There are many beggars in the world today waiting for you to bless them through the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for listening to the lesson today. And we hope it was a blessing to you. And if it was, please share it with others as well. We took the opportunity to tag many people as a part of our church and in our ministry realm We thank you and hope that you will share it as well. All right. As you prepare for next week's lesson, consider this question. What culture and social conventions are barriers to sharing Christ's message of salvation? What culturally and social conventions are barriers to sharing Christ's message of salvation? 
Culturally today in this world, there is a great division. There's always been division among humans, but it is more magnified today by color, by race, by money, by deeds. And number one now today, politically, division among us. Politics. Your politics is not my politics. My politics is better than your politics. My followers and voters are better than your voters. And it is dividing tremendously this nation and this world. It has always been there, but it is more magnified in the closing days of humanity. Because Jesus Christ is on his way back and Satan is ramping up and doing things to them. Hatred, sin, lust, all kinds of things are barriers to what we need to do so far as God's work on this earth. Let's take a look at next week's lesson in your guide for the week. Monday, May the 15th, full of grace and power. Full of grace and power. That's for Monday, May the 15th. And you can find that in Acts, the 6th chapter, verses 8 through 15. Tuesday, May the 16th, the first martyr. Acts, the 7th chapter, verses 48 through uh, and 8 through 2. That's Acts 7 and 8. Acts the 7th chapter 48 and 8th chapter verses 2. Wednesday, May the 17th. The far countries wait for God. Isaiah 60 verses 9 through 14. Then on uh, Thursday, May the 18th, people shall come to God. That's in Zechariah the 8th chapter verses 1 through 8 and verses 20 through 23. Then on Friday, May the 19th, God is present everywhere. God is present everywhere. That's in Psalms 139, verses 1 through 10. Then on Saturday, May the 20th, Samaritans embrace the gospel. That's in Acts the 8th chapter, verses 4 through 17. Then on Sunday, the third Sunday, May the 21st, the Spirit guides us. Acts 8, 26 through 40. We hope you have been blessed by today's lesson. And it's in your will and your power to bless someone through the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Dear God, help us continue your mission of meeting the physical and spiritual needs of those among and around us in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ. We're going to give a special shout out to my wife Mary on Mother Day the mother of our four children and a mother to our grands. And uh, God has blessed me and her as well. And we hope today is a tremendous blessing for her today as we witness our grand uh, graduation ceremony today, Baccalaureate services down at Morningstar today. Again, we thank you to Reverend Oliver, Sister Oliver, and all of the church folks out there. Thank you. Um, he's over at his church today, uh, over there in, uh, in uh, Frisco City. And you make sure you go to church somewhere today. And we thank you for, with this 40 minutes of lesson this morning, God has blessed us. Make sure that you 
Stay tuned for next week's lesson, May the 21st, in the Unit 3 of the Birth of the Church, Breaking Down Barriers. And there are some barriers that are preventing us from carrying the word to um, the beggars today in the world, and that's in your life. On behalf of all of us here at House Sheep Productive Gospel, we're located at 231 6th Avenue here in Beatrice, Alabama. Our telephone number is 251-362-1935 and I lean toward the clock and our email is fredacehoward at gmail.com we do not get any emails or anything like that about the lesson we do get comments God bless you all and thank you and we hope that the lesson is a blessing for you on behalf of all of us here at House C Production Gospel Internet Radio located here in Beatrice God bless you And we'll see you next Sunday, God willing. God bless you. Take care now. We love you. Sunday school for May the 21st, the third Sunday in the month of May. We'll be coming from um, uh, Unit 3, the birth of the church. Um, Unit 3, the birth of the church. We want to thank you for being here with us uh, for the uh, Sunday School lesson. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday School lesson for today. Um... We've said that several times. We're going live on different stream sources, uh, Facebook as well as Restream. Sunday School Lesson, Spring Quarter, Unit 3, the Birth of the Church. The subject is uh, Breaking Down Barriers. Breaking Down Barriers. The time is uh, 6.30 in the morning. Uh, this will be um, Lesson um, Number 12 for May 21st, 2023. Subject, Breaking Down Barriers. Devotional reading going to come out of Isaiah, the 60th chapter, verses 9 through 14. Our background scripture going to come out of Acts, the 8th chapter, 26 through 40. The prince going to come out of Acts, the 8th chapter, 29th through 40. Our key verse for today. Our key verse for today. For Sunday. May the 21st. Um, Acts 8, verse 38. And he, the Enoch, commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the Enoch, and he baptized him. Um, a great lesson for today. Um, we hope you will follow along. Uh, you will turn to your... Uh, your Bibles. Uh, uh, we thank Ty Williams for being on with us this morning as we get ready to begin our lesson. Um, we will be dealing with, uh, we are in Unit 3. Unit 3. Um, as I move my mics around and get them adjusted here. We're in Unit 3 
um, the birth of the church has five lessons from the earlier chapters of the book of Acts. Um, lesson nine highlights Jesus' instructions that the disciples wait for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, which they did before beginning their ministry. Lesson 10 recounts the celebration of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit dramatically entered empowering the disciples to speak in tongues, foreign languages. In lesson 11, Peter and John demonstrated the power of the Holy Spirit when they healed a lame man. Lesson 12, lesson number 12, which is this week's, spotlights the Holy Spirit that transports Philip to the chariot of the Ethiopian Enoch, where Philip uh, explains the scripture, the quarter includes this quarter, which is the unit three. This quarter concludes with lesson 13, which will be next week, where Ananias was directed by the Lord himself to minister to his enemies, the newly converted Saul. Today's lesson is Breaking Down Barriers, Acts 8, 29 through 40. Let us go to the throne. Good morning and welcome to all. Our Father and Savior, the maker and creator of all things, the eternal God, the Savior, who sits at the right hand of the Father, waiting to hear his call. I come to you, Jesus, in spite of my iniquity, and I come to you, Jesus, eternal God, our Father. I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to be a part of your agenda for ministry. Thank you for making me an instrument of your services that I may impact and influence the lives of those whom you place in my sphere of control and influence. Help me to accept them as they are, as they are, and lead them to become what you want to have them to become. I ask for your wisdom, your insight, and most of all, the presence of your Holy Spirit and power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, good morning. Um, powerful lesson. Um, some key words for today. Uh, we hope you have turned to your Bible and have everything ready for to uh, follow along with us. May is almost gone, guys. Time is rapidly moving along. Um, key terms for today. Go near. Invite. Join. Reading. Scripture. Understand. And the... Um, Clear words, go near, that means to approach, invite, ask them, like I invited you this morning to turn to your Bibles with us, join, my, I told you to join us this morning in the lesson, we hope that you've been reading along and following along with the lesson, and the scriptures are, it's practices of scripture, pull scriptures, understanding to know, to recognize, perceive, ascertain, realize, and learn. What is the aim of this lesson for today? What is the aim of this lesson for today? 
as a result of experiencing this lesson, this lesson, you should be able to do these things. Understand the culture and social applications of Philip's helping the man in the chair to understand what he read. That is one of the things that is very much needed today in the lesson. Is breaking down barriers. Breaking down barriers that prevent us from carrying the word of Jesus Christ. First, you must be in the spirit. First, you must know the lesson. You must know God and pray that for his guidance and leadership through the Holy Spirit. You must be in the Holy Spirit to teach, to carry God's word. Um, there are things going on in the world that prevents and has barriers for us getting the word out to the saved. First, God loves all of us. And he wants us all saved, and he loves you, and he, you are following a mission which God gave you. Jesus said when he left it, go you into all the world and preach the gospel. Regret the times when you have allowed culture and social conventions to keep you from sharing the good news. Have you experienced that? You know for yourself personally about that. Boldly share the good news. I want to think of, talk about a cultural situation here on this earth where we have different communities of different races of people. We have the black community, folks of like my skin color. You have the white community, uh, folks right here in Beatrice, Eternal Spring, Riley Cross, and Magwood. All around us, every day, people of different races. We do not go to their churches. We do not interact with them. Only time we interact with them in the grocery store, we speak, uh, cordially speak, or whatever, casual word. But how many of you take the word of God to your white brothers and sisters? How many of you attend their services? That is the last barrier, I believe, that is plaguing this country and this world today is the racial relation. This Ethiopian, which is a black, an Enoch, um, you will see how that barrier was being broken down. And that's what it's all about, breaking down barriers so that you can carry the word of God to all. It does not matter. There are many social conventions that prevent us from interacting with others. How do we move past these social conventions, the spirit filled Philip to approach the Ethiopian Enoch and guide him in understanding God's word. How do you do it? How do you do it? It is a powerful thing to know how to break down barriers when it comes to God's word and reaching all souls for Jesus. The big Beginning with the inception, see Acts 2, through the martyrdom of Stephen, see Acts 7, the site of the early church ministry and growth was Jerusalem. However, however, as we move along here, however, it is important that we understand, it is important that we understand the launching of the church 
However, the primary theme of Acts 3 through 5 is the opposition launch of against the church by Jewish religions, religious leaders, and their attempt to stop the apostle um, and their powerful attempt to stop the apostle from preaching. Tucked within these chapters, one of Satan's attempt to infiltrate and, and interrupt the church's spiritual progress. And it still goes on today. Spiritual progress. It's spiritually directed, led by the apostles to support God and men to address and manage it. That is still happening today. Among this group were Stephen and Philip. Unfortunately, Stephen's powerful ministry results in his death and ignited the wave of persecution that forced some of Jerusalem. You can see this in Acts 8. Forced some out of Jerusalem. You can see this in Acts 8. Um, fortunately, persecution failed. Fortunately, persecution failed, and it's still failing today because places like here in the United States, you can see places Faces such as mine, teaching Sunday school every Sunday morning. Church doors opening, teaching Sunday school every day. Sunday school being taught everywhere. In some places in the world, you can't do this. Fortunate persecution failed to stop their preaching and provided God's predetermined opportunities to reach others outside Jerusalem. To include, guess who? The Gentiles. God gave the responsibility to Jews, his people, to carry the word to the Gentiles, but they failed to do it. So God had to find another way. And that way is when he left here, he told everybody to go you into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, now that's of the biblical text and the introduction. Barriers that have separated Peter from equally sharing the amenities and freedom of mainstream society has come more pronounced and overtly noticed, nor so today in all aspects of life, from politics to churching. But the Holy Spirit in you can break down the whole those. Written and unwritten laws and practices continues to isolate and stereotype minorities, the disenfranchised, the marginalized populations, blatant disparities that exist in every institution in society, blatant disparities. Regrettable, the faith community is not exempt from these adverse effects of cultural and social convictions. They prevent proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Often, some of these barriers are products of prejudice and religious traditions erected to omit some and deny membership and affiliation to others. As the early church expanded in Jerusalem, its ministry was primary to the Jews. However, however, uh, a wave of persecution led by Saul of Tarius scattered this fellowship but fueled his first mission outreach to non-Jews. This forced missionary effort implemented Jesus' command to witness in Judea, Samaria, and the world. The world meaning to all of us, the Gentiles, the rest of us. 
Witnessing to the Gentiles necessitated breaking down long-standing social convictions and religious cultural prejudice. Acts 8 records an example of how the Holy Spirit used Philip, how the Holy Spirit used Philip to break down these barriers and lead Ethiopian Enochs to accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. As Savior and Lord. It is a powerful thing to allow the Holy Spirit to allow the Holy Spirit to use you. Allow it to use you this morning. This morning, allow the Holy Spirit to use you as well. As we move in the lesson today, the analysis of the biblical text. I did something this morning that I have only did, I can visibly remember one or two times. The white church here in Beatrice uh, community, I shared their ministry this morning on my Facebook page. And I'm looking for today that they will share my uh, Sunday school lesson on their pages as well. Because God is good and he wants all of us to be saved. Regardless of who we are, we want to hear the word. Analysis of the biblical text as prepared for preachers. Acts 8, 29 through 35. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Philip was traveling along and he saw an Enoch, an Ethiopian. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him and read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? He asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? That was the question Philip asked him. Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I accept that some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he could come up and sit with him in his chariot. Verse number 32. The place of the scripture which he read is, was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shears, so opened he not his mouth. He is talking about reading about Jesus Christ our Savior, who sits at the right hand of the Father, when they were, he was being crucified and he was led to the slaughter by his own um, leaders at the time. 31. In his humiliation, his judgments were taken away, and who shall declare his generation or for his life is taken from the earth? Talking about Jesus. And the Enoch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Philip is doing what God commanded all of us to do when he left going back on the cloud. Go you into all the world and preach the gospel. Are you going into all the world and preaching the gospel. 
God told you to do that. When Jesus Christ left here <clears throat> and ascended into the cloud, preaching and teaching about Jesus Christ, God Almighty, and God on while he was on this earth was not finished. We are to do that until Jesus Christ returns. We are continually to do that every single day. All right. Philip was one of the seven servant leaders chosen in Acts 6 who made two significant roles against the social and cultural religious barriers, including non-Jews from hearing the gospel. First, he initiated reach the hated Samaritans. Remember the lady at the well? When Jesus told her to give him some water? And she was drawing water and he told her, you will thirst again from drinking the water that you're getting, but I got a water that you won't have to thirst no more. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. Samaritan told me, well, you know we don't have nothing to do with y'all, you Jews and Samaritans. And successfully led many attempts to accept Christ as Savior. Acts 8, 4 through 7. Acts 8, verses 4 through 7. The second milestone was the was his spirit-filled encounter with a Gentile, the Ministry of Finance, for Ethiopian Queen Mother. You can see that in Acts 8, 26 through 40. Make a note of these scriptures and follow along and make sure you go back and check them again as you were, were preparing for this lesson and, and read them again after you move into the lesson. An angel commands because Acts, an angel directed Philip to leave Samaria to go south to the road leading to Gaza. It was an unusual command because the desert roads were seldom used and would be deserted due to excessive heat at noon. But Philip obeyed unquestionably you can see that in verses 26 and 27. Acts. What a, what a uh, um, uh, uh, um, powerful message there. Acts 8. Let's see if we go there. Acts 8, 26 and 27. Okay, Acts 8, 26. Philip and the Ethiopian treasurer. An angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem into Gaza, which is desert. 27. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopian and Enoch, of great authority unto him, Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasures, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chair, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran there to him. He not only walked, but he ran there and heard him read the prophets. Isaiah said, Understanding thou what thou readest. In verse 31, and he said, How can I accept that these men should guide me? Remember that we said God tells them that um, um, the preachers, what a preacher is supposed to do, he's supposed to teach, he's supposed to tell you about God. And he besought Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, 
He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb his hearer, so opened he not his mouth. And in his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare the generation for his life is taken from the earth. Powerful. And the Philip began with the very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus Christ. The good news about Jesus Christ. Okay. Philip ran up to the Ethiopian's officer's chariot and asked if he understood what he was reading. After expressing his perplexity and the need for clarity about the passage he read, he invited Philip to join him in his chariot. The passage being read is Isaiah 53, verses 7 through 8, verses 32 and 33. And the man wanted to know who was the subject, Isaiah or someone else. You can see that in verse 34. The Ethiopian open confused is understandable. The passage refers to the servant of God suffering murder forms humiliation, bearing the consequences of other sins, and finally being exalted by God. None other than Jesus Christ, God's Son, who came down to 42 generations, that we may find our way back through the tree of life which was destroyed by Satan in the Garden of Eden. The difficulty was the contemporary Jews was divided regarding this interpretation. Some held that it referred to the nation of Israel, others to Isaiah, still others to the Messiah, but it was referring to Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Messiah. However, it was a golden opportunity for Philip to use this passage as the starting point to present the good news about Jesus Christ. Verse 35. Verse number 35. Then Philip his mouth opened his mouth and then said the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. I know it seems to be repetitious, but it is what I clearly want you to understand what is taking place and breaking down barriers to people that we do not normally go to, through to prejudices, through to social norms, and all types of things going on that this very moment in 2023, in the year of our Lord. A pattern, yet it highlights the essence of presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and a pattern to emulate, repeated, a pattern that you can use. Philip was submissive to the Holy Spirit. That is powerful and understanding for us. You must be submissive to the Holy Spirit. You must be submissive to the Holy Spirit. Wherever it tells you, that is what you do. When you're tired, when you're rested, when you're weary, you, you still must go as Jesus Christ is telling you to. Go. Do what Jesus Christ is telling you to do. Go you into all the world, in spite of the barriers. All right. Uh, a pattern to me, for us to, to follow. Philip was submissive to the Holy Ship's leadership. He unhesitatingly left a flourishing mission field 
to respond to an illogical journey to a desert road in obedience to God's command. Second, Philip's presentation was solidly based on the scripture and met the Ethiopian at his level of understanding. That's another thing. Teach to people at the level they understand. Don't be go beyond where they're not. Teach them wherever they are and whatever they are doing at the present time. Take up right there where they are, regardless of social situations or understanding or whatever. You begin there teaching them God's word as Jesus Christ, about Jesus Christ. Finally, Philip's presentation was Christ-centered. Christ-centered about Jesus. That's about talking about Jesus. Not other stuff, but about Jesus. Here's something I need you to understand. You get Jesus Christ, God first, and the Holy Spirit. Then all those other things will come to you. That's personal stuff, understanding, different things. The Holy Spirit will reveal things to you as you need them to do. Right now, you don't need to know everything. You only need to know how to make the next step. And as you make the next step, your wisdom and your growth in Christ will continue to progress. Methodically and clearly, he links passages to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. That's what we need to do. Methodically, we need to clearly link the passages to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. For all whom called explicitly to explain his word, and every believer, these three spiritual disciplines, submission to the Holy Spirit, Knowledge of the Word, knowledge of the Word, and a Christ-centered focus are essential. Three elements there to preparing for and presenting the gospel message of salvation to the lost humanity. That is key for me here. That is key for you there. That is key for anybody in the world that is hearing this. You want to carry God's word, three elements you must master and have. Number one, submission to the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Two, knowledge of God's word, the Bible. Read it every day. There is so much in there that you need to know and need to learn to teach God's word. And finally, a Christ-centered focus are essential preparing and presenting the gospel message of salvation to the lost humanity. All right, what do you think? What do you think? A prepared heart. Why is it essential that every believer become proficient in the word? Why is it essential that you become proficient in the word? Understanding God's word. That is the second thing that it was asked of you. Holy Spirit, knowledge of the word. Submit to the Holy Spirit. Number two is knowledge of the word. 
a prepared heart. Acts 8, verses 36 through 40. A prepared heart. Do you have a prepared heart? Do you have a prepared heart to teach God's Word? You have to get prepared, you know. Allow the Holy Spirit to use you. Knowledge of the Word of God. And Christ-centered. Focusing on Christ. On what Jesus did. His character. Who He is. How He didn't say a word. How He's humble. Don't be all prideful and boastful in what you're doing. Follow God's Word. Let's begin with verse number 36. A prepared heart. As they went on their way, they came into a certain water. The Enoch said, See, here is the water that does hinder me to be baptized. What's hindered me from baptized? In other words, Philip took him from Jesus Christ's words all the way up to, he said, for you to be baptized. Symbolizing in Jesus Christ's death and resurrection, going under the water and coming up signifying that you are a believer in Christ. It's a symbol not to be overly overtly used in any way other than what it was meant to be done. Understand what it means, the baptism. See, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? The Ethiopian asked him, What prevented you, Philip, from baptizing me? God told him to baptize people too. He tells us, preaches to do so. And Philip said, if thou believest, there is the key. To be baptized, you must believe first. To have somebody baptized, you must believe in Jesus Christ. You must believe God's word. And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, all your heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There it is. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Do you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? I, Freddie C. Howard, believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water both Philip and the Enoch, and he baptized him. And he baptized him. That is our key verse. That is our key verse. Acts 8, verse 38. And he, the Enoch, commanded his chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the Enoch, and he would baptize him. Breaking down the barrier. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And he baptized them. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. Look at that. That the Enoch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Atatos, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Um, 
God is absolutely good. Luke does not tell you how much Philip said to the opium eater, but it was enough to convince him of his need for salvation. How far they traveled while Philip preached Jesus to him is not revealed either. Remember I tell you some things you don't need to know. These things you may wonder about, but it's not necessary for you to get the point that you need to cross the line, cross the railroad track, whatever it is that's preventing you from reaching out to all mankind regardless of race. And I think to our black brothers and sisters, to our white brothers and sisters, and what is going on in the world, and I say that to all other people, it doesn't matter what your skin is, God made all these different colors and different things for, for a reason. Go cross them and teach God's word. Luke does not tell that. How far they traveled, Jesus to him do not reveal either. But for at some point, after reaching water, the Enoch requested to be baptized. That's what's in verse 36. His request also includes that Philip must have explained the appropriate response after receiving, after receiving the Christian message and that the Enoch had accepted it by faith. Faith. You cannot please God without faith. Although verse 37 is not the same, not in most reliable original manuscripts, Enoch must have made a confession of, of belief similar to it in response to Philip's evangelization. Satisfied that the Enoch was ready for a baptism, Philip granted his request as the seal of a person's decision to follow the Christ. Baptizing is a personal seal. Being baptized is a personal seal to following Jesus Christ. I repeat that a third time for you. Baptism, being baptized, is a personal decision to follow Christ. The Holy Spirit suddenly and miraculously took Philip away, and the angel did not see him again. Accepting the gospel is always accompanied by joy. The Enoch continued his journey home, rejoicing that he had received the Holy Spirit. Philip, work of evangelism to the Gentiles was not over. He appeared in Atazar, passed through various cities, preaching as he journeyed, and finally settled in Caesarea, verses 40. Philip's encounter with the Ethiopian Enoch is a significant because he was neither a Jew nor a Samaritan. The Enoch, the Ethiopian, was neither a Jew or Samaritan, but a Gentile, African, African, worshiper of Yahweh, Yahweh in Africa, Yahweh, Africa. Different people have different ways of relating to Jesus Christ, but it all means the same. God, Jesus' Son, faith, baptism, believing God's word, letting Jesus Christ come in your heart, the love that is in Jesus in God is in you. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, loving and caring for people in spite of what they do to you and talk about it, whatever it is. 
but evangelizing him. He would evangelize the Africans who believe Yahweh as God. Despite their race, ethnicity, and standing, or the lack thereof, this encounter also shows us that most effective offensive and defensive weapons against social injustice as God's word embedded in the hearts of those who will receive it. All barriers, all barriers are broken down in Christ and he still invites whosoever will to come. This very moment, the invitation is, if you believe in Jesus Christ, from what you heard this morning from this voice, Freddie Howard, receive the Holy Spirit and be baptized and become a follower of Jesus Christ. My first, very first invitation to listeners to receive the word, believe in Jesus Christ and be baptized. What do you think? How can the faith community promote salvation as a kingdom issue instead of a people issue and maintain the integrity of God's word? What do you think? How do we do this? How can the faith community, us Christians, us preachers, us teachers, us Sunday school teachers, us parishioners, us prophets, or whatever you want to call yourself, you believe in Jesus Christ, you're on your mission. What? How can the faith community promote salvation as a kingdom issue? Salvation as a kingdom issue instead of a people issue. We make it a people issue when we let circumstances, social and colors and all those different other things in our way of life cross the railroad track, different church, different folks. We let those things prevent us from carrying the word and maintain the integrity of God's word. How can we do it? A closing thought on that. It is essential, it is essential that the faith community allow God's desire that all humanity, all, all humanity have the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord drives the proclamation of the gospel. The proclamation of the gospel. It is essential that the faith community allow God's desire that all of humanity. In other words, God's want all people saved. You as a messenger of Jesus Christ going into the world, you should want all folks saved. It doesn't matter who they are that they save. Just like Jesus, God want everybody saved. Therefore, it is also critical that believers collectively strive to eliminate or alleviate the effects of systematic racism. Systematic racism. You hear people talking about systematic racism and some folks talk about it. Don't. It still exists today in 2023. Think about you. Who do you interact with every day? You don't interact with all the people in the world in different colors and different places. Yeah, you may when you are in different places and different locations. But where are you in this community now? Right here in Beatrice or whatever town you're in, what are you doing to, to tear down the barrier of systematic racism? It's still happening. 
just because government folks and different folks are saying it, and whoever they say it ain't, it exists. God says it does. Systematic racism, discrimination, it still exists today. At 7.10 in the morning, 2023, all over the world, it still exists. Stereotyping, it still exists right now, this very moment. Stereotyping, racial profiling, it still exists. You see somebody and you make up your mind before you even get close to them. Watch yourself, you do it. I catch myself doing this sometime. Stop it. And other social and religious missions to the Holy Spirit. You got to stop those things that are preventing you from breaking down barriers. And they're all around you. I just named a bunch of them. There's more of them. But these are the main clogs of human indifference. I'm better than this one. She's did. How many of you before she went, oh, she, oh, he, oh, he, oh, they, they don't do it. Stop that stuff. That's not of Christ. That's of Satan, the deceiver, the liar. You got to be like Philip. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Stepping beyond social conventions and sharing the gospel requires more than rhetoric and discussion. Instead, it requires demonstrating genuine concern for the spiritual and physical needs of those affected by them through the lives of those who possess an intimate and obedient relationship with God and willing to answer his call to serve. It begins with the person now. They must have a willingness to, to see God's word and go show an interest in it. You can't do everything, but you can still go wherever the Holy Spirit leads you to go, to teach. Now, your life. Each of us are called to proclaim the good news because of our salvation. This week, examine your feelings and motivations toward sharing the gospel with someone who is ethnically, racially, or culturally different from you. That is your white brother or sister that you meet in the store. That is your Japanese person that you meet in the street or at the service station. That is the African at the service station or in the store. That is whoever the color skin is, the Asian, Indian, it doesn't matter who they are. They are different than you. Take the word to them. Begin to do that today. What barriers have you erected that need to be broken down. You know the barriers that you erected. Me and Mary made a commitment here, here in Beatrice to break down the community relationship between blacks and white here. We help at any opportunity there is with what they're doing and we hope they help at any opportunity to help us. The other day, several days ago, during the Hall of Fame weekend, I made it my business because normally when they have events here in Beatrice, I provide music for them free of charge. If they want to give me something, they can, but I tell them up front, free of charge. I will play music, your music, my music, any kind of music you want to hear during your events. 
but I was not available that day because I was working for the Hall of Fame weekend. But I made an effort to go and help it for contribution. Small as it was, I did. That is my commitment to help break down the barrier of this black and white community here in Beatrice. You make an effort. It means going out of your way. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Do what is necessary in your small town, wherever it is. They don't meet with you every Sunday. You don't meet with all the Japanese. You don't meet with all the Indians, all the uh, Mexicans, whoever the other people are, wherever you come and come. You don't meet with them every day and sit down and praise God. If you do, you are a long ways ahead. Keep doing it. Instead, it requires demonstrating genuine concern for the spiritual and physical needs of all those affected by them through the lives of those who possess them in an obedient relationship with God and willingly answer his call to serve. Each of us is called to proclaim God's news. When What barriers have you erected to need to be broken down? Only you know those barriers. I do not know them. You know yourself personally what those barriers are. Which spiritual discipline can you practice that will help you move one or more of these barriers? Which spiritual discipline can you practice that will help you move um, more of these barriers? Faith, love, kindness, compassion, morality, all of those things, love and caring for folks, will help you remove those barriers. Love your fellow man. Show compassion. Be humble. Your world. Christ's prime directive to his church was evangelizing the world has not changed. And every believer is responsible for its fulfillment. It hasn't changed. And you're responsible for this fulfillment this very moment. The challenge to the faith community is to identify and strategize ways to remove barriers created by cultural, ethnicity, and social conviction that hinder the ministry of evangelism. This week, identify an obvious obstacle in your community. Then develop and implement a strategy to breach it to further the proclamation of the gospel, a targeted group in your congregation's sphere of influence. You have a sphere or influence. I don't care who you are. If you exist in your human being, you're alive, sick, half-walking, crippled, whatever it is, you got a sphere of influence. I say that again. Blind, crippled, crazy. It doesn't matter what you are, who you are, what you are. You have a sphere of influence. You are influencing somebody. And if they are in your sphere of influence, influence them with the word of Christ. God's word. Closing prayer. And the conclusion. First, let's go to our daily reading for the week. Monday, May the 22nd, the heavens tell God's story. That's in Psalms 19. 
Tuesday, May the 23rd, a heavenly gospel. That's Galatians, the first chapter, verses 10 through 24. Wednesday, May the 24th, only Christ matters. That's in Philippians 3, verses 1 through 14. Then on Thursday, May the 25th, our citizenship is in heaven. Philippians 3, 15 through 21. Friday, May the 26th, blinded by the light. Acts 9, verses 1 through 9. Saturday, May the 27th, Saul begins to preach Jesus. Acts 9, verses 10 through 22. Sunday, May the 28th, Saul escaped to Jerusalem. Acts 9, 23 through 31. What a powerful message and preparation for next week. They're going to be talking about Saul. Saul who was persecuting Christians and putting up all them barriers for getting God's words out. There are folks that are persecuting Christians and doing things right now to get prevent you from getting the word out. Break them barriers down. Don't let them stop you. Closing prayer. Gracious Father, we ask you will increase our sensitivity, our sensitivity, increase our sensitivity to the barriers that hinder or even frighten us away from carrying out your mandated for us to reach into all the world and teach the gospel, word with the gospel. Please search our hearts, reveal any barriers we have erected, remove them, and empower us to witness for our church effectively. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. On behalf of all of us at Antioch Baptist Church, Reverend Olive is our pastor where he preaches on um, second, fourth, and fifth Sundays. And over at his church in Frisco City on first and third Sunday. Today is the third Sunday he was preaching over his church in Frisco City, Lily Baptist. Um, we hope that you will go somewhere today to hear God's word. We hope you have read God's word. We hope you have prayed. There is so much going on in the world that needs prayer, your family. You have family members and unfriends and folks of all ages in different places throughout the world graduating from colleges and high school, loved ones, and people you don't know. Pray for them all because they are breaking and beginning a new life. Some out of the sphere of control of their family and loved ones. They're going out into the world where Satan is rampant and doing all kinds of things. They must be shrewd and smart. Pray for them that they stand against the wiles of the devil. Pray for them that they stand against the wiles of the devil. We thank you all for being here with us. And for all of our Sunday school people, uh, Reverend Oliver gave a word to me this past Sunday the second Sunday that on the fourth Sunday he will be talking to the church about opening up the church fully. That means uh, perhaps Sunday school on, not on the internet but in person at the church. I hope I can still continue to do it here uh, every Sunday morning and still uh, do the Sunday school at Antioch there in Tunnel Spring. And uh, God willing 
I will still continue that because Sunday school, I don't know what hour they're going to pick. Right now, the sermon starts at 9 a.m. That means that um, Sunday school has to be really early or we have to, whatever effort is made, we will make that effort, God willing, to comply with and do what is being done so far as Antioch and teaching Sunday school. We are at the end of uh, this lesson, uh, at the end of the um, Unit 3. Next week's lesson uh, will be ending uh, this Unit 3, uh, the birth of the church and the challenge of change, uh, which is the last lesson for uh, the 28th. Uh, we hope that you will study and prepare yourself. Um, if you need a Sunday school book, um, contact us. Let us know you need a Sunday school book, whatever, Bible, whatever it is. Prepare yourself to study the God's Word and follow us, God willing. On behalf of all of us at Antioch Baptist Church at our radio station here, House Sea Production Gospel, located at 231 6th Avenue here in Beatrice, Alabama. 36425. Our telephone number is 1251-362-1935. Our email is Howard at gmail.com. We thank you for being here with us today for the Sunday school lesson. God has been good and he's good all the time. Uh, the Sunday school lesson for the spring quarter. We got one more lesson to go in the spring quarter. Um, of Unit 3, the birth of the church. Again, God bless you. Take care, and we'll see you next time on House Sea Production Gospel. God willing. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Take care now. God is awfully good. Love y'all. Oh, a little while, a little while longer. With each moment, with each moment.
was not conscientious about himself. He was no good. Stayed in trouble all the time. That mama had to always go to court to getting that son out of trouble. to college yeah. Yeah. that no good son left home yeah. oh lord oh. that mama worked her fingers to the bones yeah. sent that son to school yeah. she got on her knees and scrubbed low oh. she climbed ladders and washed yeah. oh, lord, oh yes she did oh. working her fingers to the bone yeah. I want my son to be somebody yeah. after about eight long years yeah. Son came home. Oh, yes. He said, Mama, uh, I'm a doctor now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got MG behind my name. Yeah, yeah. I want you to meet my wife. Yeah. I met her while I was in college. Yeah. She's a school teacher. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. I'm told tonight. Oh, yeah. They told that mama, yeah. we want you to come and live with us. Yeah. Help us to take care of our children. Oh, yeah. As the years went on by. Oh, yeah. Children grew up. Yeah. I'm told tonight, yeah. even though they were at school age, yeah. that school teacher went to her husband yeah. and said, Honey, your mama's in the way now. Yeah. I think you ought to get rid of her. Yeah. We can get somebody else to do this job. Yeah. There are other young girls in college yeah. that can work their way through school yeah. on this very job. Yeah. Your mama uses bad English. Yeah. She uses this and that and ain't and it. I'm trying to teach my children to use good language. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. That son went to his mama. Said, Mama. Yeah. I was talking with my wife. And she seemed to feel now that you're getting in the way around the house. We don't have anything else for you to do. You're using bad English. Yeah. I'm gonna take you to an old folk home. Yeah. 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 I'm told tonight that mama began to cry. She looked at her hands. They were all worn and wrinkled. She worked her fingers for that son. Oh, yes, she had. She began to pack her clothes up. Look at all you've done for this boy. He's getting ready to throw it out. Let me tell you what happened. Wait a minute. That mama packed her clothes. Tears streaming down. Good God Almighty. That son came back to a choir and tried to make things sound good. He said, Mama, in your room out there, I'm going to have your color television. You're going to have That mama just kept on packing. She just kept on crying. Lord. On the next day, the son knocked on her door. So mama, I'm ready to take you now. Then mama walked out of the house. Got in that long limousine. 
They started down the road. Yeah. Going to that old folk home. Yeah. Glory be to God. Yeah. I'm told at night yeah. while she was riding, she just kept on crying. That son tried to fix it up. He said, Mama, don't cry. Everything is going to be all right. Glory be to God. I'm going to come and visit you every day. I'm going to bring the children by every now and then. But then Mama just kept on crying.
bother you But there is hope You gotta believe it Give it to Jesus And leave it He'll fix it for you While you're getting yourself together Remind yourself Man 
done for me Talk to the 
Y'all, we finna get out of here. But when I look back, when I look back, y'all over my life, I began to count my blessings one by one. You know you got some blessings, let me see you just wave your hand. There you go. Tell somebody that I've learned to count my blessings. Like I feel it when you clap your hand. I need everybody clapping your hand. Let me sing it like I feel it.
was 
One more time. Is God your desire? Is it your desire? Do you want more?
You're listening to House C Internet Radio, located at 2316 Avenue, down south in the big city of Beatrice, Alabama. You're listening to House C Internet Radio. Enjoy. February 28th. God, we desire to have more of you. But listen, we're living in the last and evil days, God, but we know we can't go wrong with more of you. God, we're struggling in our minds, God, but we can't go wrong with more of you. Oh God, we see yes in our hearts, yes in our minds. Search our hearts, search our minds, make us right, oh God. Make us right, God. Don't allow us to just adapt to a tradition, God, but we want more of you. More of you, oh God. Jesus, some of us really want to live quiet lives, and we know if we have more of you, then you'll lead us in the direction that we must go. Internet source for gospel music, news, commentary, and more at House Radio. We're located at 2316 Avenue in Beatrice, Alabama. You can contact my cell phone at 1 1935 or email us at gmail.com. You can contact us on the internet by hashtag at H. O-W-C-E-E House E Production Gospel We are your internet radio source Located at 2316 Avenue In Beatrice, Alabama Thank you You want to add Send us a call At 1-251-362-1935 Or email us at FredericeHoward at gmail.com We are your internet radio source Say better days are coming. Tell somebody else better days are coming. I'm excited about the future. Oh, it looks much brighter. Burdens are much lighter. Yes, they are. That's why I'm so delighted about the future. Oh, because the latter, yes, is so much greater than what has been. I'm excited about my future. It looks much brighter. Burdens are lighter. Yes. 
so I'm delighted about the future. Thank you for listening to House C Internet Radio. We'll see you next time on House C Production Gospel. This has been the Sunday School with Sunday School and Gospel Music.